So last week, we asked the question, can we trust the Bible? And we started by considering the English translations of our Bible. And ultimately, we said that we can be confident that our English translations of the Bible today are accurate to the original languages of the Bible. Now, like we said last week, we don't have the original manuscripts of any books of the Bible because over time, you can imagine, you know, they're written on papyrus, which was, you know, the ancient equivalent of paper. And over time, those things would have disintegrated, been destroyed. But what we do have today are handwritten copies. In some cases, we might actually have copies of the original. But in most cases, we have copies of copies of copies. And since these are handwritten copies, you can imagine and you should expect that there would be mistakes. So maybe misspelled words, maybe a word or a line that was accidentally skipped. Maybe the, the scribe who was copying it got sleepy and skipped a word. And that's exactly what we find in every copy that we have. So here's the question that I want us to consider this week. If we don't have the original manuscripts and all the copies that we do have contain differences and mistakes and variants, can we be confident that we know what the originals actually said? That's the question I want us to cover today. So there's a field of study that actually deals with this question, and that field of study is called textual criticism. So textual criticism involves scholars looking at these ancient copies of a work of antiquity, and they look at all the handwritten copies that we have today, and then they try their best to piece together what makes sense to have been written originally. So they're trying to figure out what is the most likely writing of the original manuscripts. So when it comes to the New Testament copies that we have, let me give you some numbers. We have about two to 3,000 copies or fragments, pieces of copies, of the Gospels alone. Then we have 800 of Paul's letters, 800 manuscript copies from his letters. And then about 700 from the book of Acts and the general letters like Peter, James. And then we have about 325 manuscript copies of Revelation alone. So in total, that's over 5,000 New Testament manuscript copies. So those are a lot of numbers, but how do those numbers compare to other works of antiquity, other ancient writings? Well, consider this chart. And these are, this is a chart describing other works of antiquity. And you might want to just pause this video and kind of look through this chart and think about what it says. But comparatively, the New Testament has much more copies and much, much older copies, which both point to the reliability that we can know what the originals actually said. But another question would be, what about all those variants or differences? What about all those differences in the manuscript copies? What can we say about those? Well, for one, scholars estimate that there are almost 500,000 variants within these copies. And to be honest, that sounds like a really big number. And that might kind of shake you in, in thinking, can we really trust what these copies say? But here's something to keep in mind. The reason there's so many variants 
is simply because we have so many copies. So think about this. If we only had one manuscript copy of the Gospel of Mark, how many variants would we have? We would have zero variants because we would have no other copies to compare it to. But also, we would have to, if we only had one copy of Mark, we would have to hope that that one copy was completely accurate. So here's the thing. When we have more manuscript copies, we're obviously going to have more differences, more mistakes, because we have to compare all of these different copies. But thankfully, with more copies, we're also going to have more confidence that we know what the originals actually said. So what we have to consider is not just the number of the variants, but the nature of those variants. So Dan Wallace, he's a well-respected textual critic, and he says there might be hundreds of thousands of differences and mistakes, but he says 99.8% of those variants affect nothing. They have no significant meaning at all. So think about this. The vast majority of those variants, like we said before, involve things like spelling mistakes. So maybe one scribe spelled John with one N and another spelled it with two N's. Things like that. Or maybe they rearranged the wording of a sentence. Or maybe they skipped a word, skipped a line. So the question is, what about that 0.2% of those variants that are actually meaningful? What about those? And just as we said last week, this is really important. The trans, you know, we talked about last week the translations into English of our Bible. And we said that, you know, the, where there's confusion or maybe scholars are unsure of the translation of the English or translation into English, there's always a footnote at the bottom of the page saying, you know, it's the Greek is, we're unsure about the Greek, things like that. Well, in the same way, when it comes to, you know, these differences in the ancient manuscripts, scholars, when they're unsure about what the original wording was, again, you'll see a footnote at the bottom of your page, and it'll say something like, some manuscript copies say this, or the earliest copies say this. But again, here's what is really, really important. No essential doctrine of Christianity is jeopardized by any of these textual variants. Just as we talked about last week, when it comes to these textual variants, you know, the, the core doctrines of Christianity are very clear in portions of Scripture where we know exactly what it's saying. So all that to say, we can say with confidence that we know what the original manuscripts of the New Testament said, and that's what we have in our Bibles today. So again, I hope that that's, that's helpful, that's clear. And we'll see you again next week.